This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. The sovereign right of the government to undertake retrospective legislation is unquestionable. However, this power has to be exercised with extreme caution and judiciousness, keeping in mind the impact of each such measure on the economy and the overall investment climate. This government will not ordinarily bring any change retrospectively which creates a fresh liability. That was former FM Arun Jaitley who in 2014 informed the parliament of his government's decision to bring about a tax change that would attract global investors to India. But bringing about this change took time and by time I mean a good 7 years. The current finance minister Nirmala Sitaraman announced early on this August that Jaitley's promise of bringing that tax change has finally happened. We have come to the next available session to keep up the word given by the former finance minister Sri Arun Jaitley under the leadership of Prime Minister Modi, keeping up the commitment of BJP that we don't believe in retrospective application of tax. We are fulfilling that word. So, what tax are we talking about here? Well, it is the infamous retrospective tax under which the income tax department could slap taxes retrospectively on any deal executed after 1962 involving a transfer of shares in a foreign entity which had assets in India. So this created an uproar when it was introduced in 2012 and took us 9 years to scrap. What were the triggers for this sudden announcement by the current FM? And is this the strongest signal that the Indian government has sent out to global investors that they can come and invest without getting chased by a taxman? I'm Devina Sengupta and you're listening to the Morning Brief. Retrospective tax is a complex issue and the first person I spoke to on this was my colleague Gulveen Aulak. who is part of the economy team and she gave me the entire lowdown on what were the triggers behind the government's latest decision gulveen you have been reporting on this massive change that the government has announced recently and retrospect tax has been a pain for almost a decade now to get the right investments in india gulveen us behind the corridors when you're talking to your sources you say that yes we know that 2014 is when uh, for the first time someone from the government did mention that they plan to scrap but it has been good what's almost 7 years in the making who were the people behind it who brought about the change how did this come about i mean and why are we talking about it today so from what we know from from our sources only the topmost officials in the finance and the law ministry were involved of course the pmo as well nothing moves without the pmos not um this was kept extremely hush hush given the sensitivity of the issue and the fact that talks were held with companies but it was done in i would say a super stealth mode 
that pretty much no one got the wind of it, including people in government circles. The drafting of the bill and everything happened in a super fast speed. The supplementary discussion that happens in parliament usually is given a day's notice. And even for agendas that are discussed in parliament, the notices are given at least a week in advance. In this case, it was done overnight. Then why the need to make the changes where you're not even giving the parliament one day's notice? So they were waiting for the logical conclusion in courts of the Caden case as well as the Vodafone case. Both the awards were expected, in fact, in early 2020. The Vodafone and Kane Energy cases will be mentioned throughout this episode since they became the two most prominent cases of retrospective tax and its impact. So let me give you a quick gist of what they were. In May 2007, Vodafone had bought a 67% stake in Hutchison Wampoa for $11 billion, which included Hutchison's Indian assets. The Indian government had raised demand for taxes of about 8,000 crore, but this matter reached various courts and finally the Supreme Court in 2012 ruled in favour of Vodafone. But this was not the end to the story, since it was in 2012 when the then Finance Minister Pranab Mukherjee brought in retrospective tax. Refusing to show the white flag, Vodafone went to the international courts which as late as last year ruled in their favour. So that was the Vodafone case. And now for the second major instance where retrospective tax played the lead character. About the same time as Vodafone issue, in 2006-07 that is, global energy company Kane UK transferred shares of Kane India Holdings to its Indian counterpart Kane India. Then the tax authorities decided that since Kane India had made capital gains, it ought to pay capital gains tax, which Kane refused point blank. And this matter too went to the international courts and finally they ruled in favour of Kane. So this means the Indian government lost two very prominent cases which got limelight globally, which is the Vodafone case and the Kane case, which was fought because the Indian tax department wanted these companies to pay retrospective tax. Later on in the episode, we will discuss more aspects of these two cases and why they were pivotal in removal of this retrospective tax. But right now, let's go back to our discussion with Gulveen. In fact, Kane was expected in late 2019, but because of the pandemic, everything got pushed back uh, and the awards actually came in only towards the end of 2020. So September was when Vodafone was announced. December was when Kane was announced. So it was after that that the discussions of the high-level committee that was looking into all these cases, there are about 17 of them which had the element of tax dispute uh, you know, that was there before 2012. Okay, so Gulveen mentioned 17 companies. Now, besides Vodafone and Kane, uh, companies like WNS were also part of the 17 firms which faced the Indian taxman's wrath. 
so all of these cases were being discussed two of them are in the high court where the high court has given a stay on the assessments themselves and two of these moved to into international arbitration that's when that logical conclusion that arun jetli had mentioned much before that happened quite late that happened as you said 7 years later kulveen you also had earlier mentioned that you know the government has been in discussion with companies as well and there has been a lot of push from india inc and global players to scrap tax what kind of discussions were there who were the companies was vodafone group or uh, n global in this case earlier in february this year the kane ceo mr thompson had come down to india this was after the award was given out and after the award was to be implemented so mr simon thompson came and met finance ministry officials the discussions that happened there are of course were closed door were not open to the media but what the government said after those discussions was that they are open to an amicable solution which should be within the legal tenets of what india's laws permit so of course that was not anywhere in the picture at that particular point in time because the government went ahead and appealed against the arbitration award however as far as discussions with the companies is concerned government has always always kept an open mind and always invited the companies to have a discussion to reach an amicable solution kulveen there is a larger brand image that gets built when a decision like this is being made what kind of messaging do you think is going out from the government side right now to global firms india is being projected as the place to invest anywhere globally we have the growth rates to support us we have the imf reports to support us we have record fdi coming in but that needs to sustain so india needs investment for the economy to stay on the recovery path um this is the pitch that the government has been making to the industry global industry to anyone who wants to come here so that's that's where it all is that's where the whole messaging lies टैक्स टेररिज्म चारों तरफ यही शब्द सुनाई देता था टैक्स टेररिज्म आज देश उसे पीछे छोड़कर टैक्स ट्रांसपेरेंसी की तरफ बढ़ रहा है राइट एंड पोस्ट द डिस्कशन एंड पोस्ट द अनाउंसमेंट ऑन स्क्रैपिंग ऑफ द टैक्स बिल वॉट इज द नेक्स्ट स्टेप द गवर्नमेंट इज टेकिंग डू यू फोर सी एनी हर्डल्स अहेड एनीथिंग फ्रॉम द ऑपोजिशन साइड डू यू सी एनी issues in getting this through see devna this is a money bill first of all so once lok sabha has given us its approval it basically goes to the rajya sabha which is more of a formality so to speak they can at most give observations and it has to be passed once the president gives its his assent as far as opposition is concerned see this is something which which has a great positive vibe for the entire country for investments for jobs for employment if there is any opposition to it well i guess that would be more on the political side of it so although we've not heard anything so far
rather i would say in terms of the opposing or opposing the motion rather uh, i would recall now that former finance minister p chidambaram had also had tweeted recently if i recall correctly that the government has taken a good step in later. fact while uh, talking to you i just checked he okay, did great. tweet that um, and i quote on the withdrawal of the retrospective tax in bracket vodafone I'm glad that we have put an end to an issue that has been troubling us for eight years. So, yeah, Gulveen, you were on the dot completely. So, thank you so much, Gulveen, uh, for giving us the behind the scenes and also putting things in perspective as to what lies ahead uh, for the government and how did we finally manage to erase a particular uh, tax regime which was creating a lot of hurdle in getting good investments in india thank you so much gulveen while gulveen told us the behind the scenes details i wanted to understand the global aspects of this case remember it was former finance minister pranab mukherjee who brought in retrospective tax in 2012 saying laws of the land and intentions have to be made clear what about the sentiment of the prospective investors prospective investors that's why that nobody can expect that a situation will be there that where they will have to pay no tax to anyone that is never the intention neither it is in china nor in any other country nor even in australia or in any other country therefore we are expressing our intentions quite clear that this is the law of the land this is the intention of the legislatures So was this tax a deterrent in investing in India? Who better than Mukesh Bhutani, managing partner at BMR Legal and an expert in international tax and transfer pricing to break down the larger story for us? Good morning Mukesh, thank you for being with us on the morning brief. Interesting week it's been and a big big decision coming from the government on retrospective tax, something which India Inc lawyers everyone was pushing for for a very very long time more than a decade in fact mukesh how big has this move been according to you and what is the kind of signal we are giving to the global players well this is a significant view undoubtedly as you correctly pointed out it's come after almost a decade we know the outcome of the 2012 retrospective amendment which reversed the historical vodafone judgment and thereafter a series of uh, actions including shom committee the bad press that india got so on and so forth for our listeners shom panel or shom committee as mukesh has just spoken about was constituted for general anti avoidance rule now general anti avoidance rule is also called a gaar is a concept which generally allows the revenue authority in a country to deny tax benefit of transactions or arrangements which do not have any commercial substance and the only purpose of such a transaction is achieving the tax benefit but i think more significant than that is when this current government came into power in 2014 and made a categorical statement in fact the finance minister personally on the floor of the parliament as to what is his government's approach towards retrospective taxation whereas the government largely kept with the promise of not 
legislating retrospective laws. But the ghost of 2012 continued to chase this government. When Bhutani mentions Hague arbitration, the International Tribunal Court in Hague, it is the seat where these global cases like uh, Vodafone and Kane were fought. Last year, the tribunal ruled that India's 2 billion tax claim on Vodafone was incorrect and Kane was awarded damages of more than $1.2 billion plus interests and costs. India has... uh... In order to return $1.2 billion to Kine Energy, like after Prime Minister Modi's government administration lost arbitration proceedings in a tax dispute. Kane secures French court order to seize 20 Indian government properties in France. Mukesh, you mentioned that despite constant changes in the tax laws, how big of a deterrent was retrospective tax? Absolutely. So I think the, the damage was 2012 law. And the repair for that damage occurred over a period of time, starting with the appointment of the SHOM committee. But none of those changes were so significant. And in the view of experts, if there is a parliament that can legislate a retrospective law, the same parliament can also repeal the retrospective law. That repeal seems to have happened with the 2021 amendment bill. You have international clients and you mentioned that uh, this has been a common theme in all discussions with your international clients uh, who represent corporates who want to invest in India. Anecdotally, could you throw some light when you have had discussions, companies are keen to invest in India, but then this issue came up? Well, I think investment decisions are based on a host of factors and tax is an important factor. Certainty is crucial for any foreign investor. Uh, Because when investment decisions are made, they are made based on the law as it stands at that point in time, with an understanding that those laws will continue up until the time the investor starts deriving a return. Right. And what's the message to corporate India? The message to corporate India is that there is a government who has kept their ears open to investors. There is a judiciary which is independent and believes in the rule of law. And finally, there are lawmakers who believe that if mistakes have occurred, then they are open to reversing those mistakes. The statement of objects that was placed along with the finance bill in the parliament itself acknowledges that India's investor sentiments have got impacted because of these tax cases. And hence, it is time for the lawmakers And finally, there are lawmakers who believe that if mistakes have occurred, then they are open to reversing those mistakes. The statement of objects that was placed along with the finance bill in the parliament itself acknowledges that India's investor sentiments have got impacted because of these tax cases. And hence, it is time for the lawmakers to reverse that decision. You may call it a peace pipe smoked or further hurdles removed. But economists, the investor community and corporates have mostly welcomed this decision by the government saying erasing retrospective tax will bring in the much-needed prospective investments. I'm Devina Sengupta and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. 
Thank you, Mukesh. Thank you, Gulveen, for breaking down such a complex topic for us. I'm Devina Sengupta, and you've been listening to the Morning Brief. This episode was edited and coordinated by Anjali Venugopalan. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do send in your feedback to the Morning Brief at Timescoop.com and share the episode on your social media networks. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day ahead. All clips used belong to their respective owners. Credits for all external clips are mentioned in the description.